Hello and welcome to Dungeon Regular, a show about modules, adventures, and dungeons. I'm Novant, also known as Idol Cartillery, and I'm reading through Dungeon Magazine, one module at a time. I'll summarise that module, talk about its strengths and weaknesses, and then talk about a few interesting things that could be used at the table or impact your own homebrew design. Today, I'm going to talk about The Dark Tower of Kavalar by Michael Ashton and Lee Sperry in issue number 1, September 1986. In Dark Tower of Kavalar, you'll climb a tower and delve into the three-level dungeon beneath it. The first level of the dungeon is the apartments of Kavalar, the evil wizard who has slain the king and now abandoned his tower. The second level is an orc stronghold, and the third level is the lair of the vampire Yattel Etes. Each level, in addition to the tower, come fully mapped, the tower in both side view and horizontal view. It's a tournament dungeon, retrofitted for publication, and comes across in the funhouse, mess with the players kind of way that many tournament dungeons do. For this reason, it would make a fun and interesting funnel for Dungeon Crawl Classics. It might appeal to players who are interested in a 10 foot by 10 foot crawl style of cautious play in old school essentials, but perhaps it wouldn't be as suitable if your table is interested in social play or more atmospheric play in can or trophy gold without considerable modifications. What can we take back to our table from the Dark Tower of Kabbalah, even if we don't use it in our home campaign? Number one, climbing the tower. The module opens with a set piece. The only access to the tower is through the windows, so you must climb it to get in. But a nest of fire drakes awakens to defend their lair at the top of the tower. And so we get a fantastic combat, climbing narrow ledges as we scale the tower with four tiny dragons that explode when killed. There's a side view map which you can track height on, and there's something just so fun and dynamic about this vertical battle, whose reward is a clutch of fire drake eggs. Most groups would choose to raise themselves, in my experience, although you could sell them. My big takeaway here is that we don't use enough verticality and dynamically changing environments in our set pieces, and I wonder if part of that is related to the fact that most of our mapping is in the horizontal plane. You can definitely just take this whole encounter tear it out of the Dark Tower of Kabbalah, and use it straight in your campaign. Number two, the factions. We have a number of factions here, and they aren't all utilised in an exciting way, probably because of the module's origins as a tournament. All creatures in the dungeon are said to be mind-controlled by the vampire Yavel Eges, but I think it's far more interesting, in my opinion, for them to be in cahoots with the evil vampire instead. If I were to run this module as is, I'd probably rebrand them as Orc Brigands, using the dungeon as a base and have the party of player characters drawn here as they investigate them, and find more than they bargain for. But there are also other factions. The Yetin, who possesses the most powerful artifact in the dungeon but doesn't know it, the vampire itself and his undead, and a rogue troll. We have enough people in this dungeon for some very cool interactions, and leaning into that would be a lot of fun. Number three, the vampire, Yattle Ethies. Aside from having a great name, looms over the dungeon as a whole, but is kept for a final boss battle over a rising lava pit with waves of skeletons emerging from their coffins. This is a set piece worth borrowing. I really like this boss. His illustration is excellent. He's arrogant and lonely. I feel like a vampire, though, should be present throughout the dungeon, haunting the characters and then disappearing into mist, or flying off across a chasm, or leaving a note, or just teasing the characters, but also testing and then helping them along to the final battle. 
This is a funhouse dungeon with a twist of having the boss present, but it doesn't quite take advantage of the boss's presence. I really wanted to. For history. This dungeon is the dungeon of an evil wizard who betrayed his king and council. This wizard is now the evil king himself, but the crown that endows kingship is being guarded by a vampire living in the wizard's previous abode. This setup is potentially very cool. Giving dungeons history makes them more interesting. However, again, because this is a tournament dungeon, it squanders this. There are just so many questions here. Kabbalah lives in the dungeon below the tower? Why not the tower itself? Why would an evil wizard build his tower inside a cave? His home is left intact and is enchanted with an array of traps, but why would he leave his home trapped when he never intended to return? It is filled with treasure, including a very powerful magic ring, left with an Etten on the first floor. So much here could be very interesting by answering some of these questions. Where is the faction of clockworks, or imps, left behind by Kabbalah to build and maintain the traps? Is the tower underground because it's a movable tower with a magical steering mechanism? Did the vampire want to be able to look at the view, so he took the tower into shelter? Does the Etten have some kind of special relationship with Kabbalah, or an immunity to his magic? that allowed him to claim the Ring of Night. Why did the vampire choose not to take up residence in Kabbalah's apartments, but rather the lava pit in the basement? Answering these questions would render the dungeon far more cohesive and unique, and it's important we answer these questions when we're building our dungeons. Last but not least, the spatial design of the dungeon. This dungeon feels designed with its rooms and encounters in mind, rather than the other way around. On level two, for example, you're probably going to get funneled into to an ox slaughterhouse straight from the entry stair. You'll be picked at by snipers and then fought single file on a rope bridge by orcs and their domesticated wolves. You can enter a magically darkened, trap-filled hall to skip the orc slaughterhouse and sneak up behind them or past them if you dare. There are many rooms like this, fun, evocative rooms that only exist because of the encounters inside them. It's so incredibly easy to draw a flat, boring map and fill it with encounters, but designing a map around a bunch of cool and interesting encounters and then rewarding you for bypassing them is absolutely cold. This, as the first dungeon in Dungeon Magazine, really leans into what dungeons do best. That's the Dark Tower of Kabbalah in a nutshell. I hope that you'll join me for the next episode of Dungeon Regular. If you have any questions, please reach out. I'm on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Mastodon at Idle Cartulary. And I write reviews and blog at playfulvoid.game.blog. If you'd like to support Dungeon Regular, please visit my Ko-fi at ko-fi forward slash idlecartulary. You can make a one-off donation or become a member. Members are prioritized for their questions to be included in the next Dungeon Regular mailbag episode, can make suggestions for future bathtub reviews, and get to see bathtub reviews a week in advance on the Ko-fi before they go public on Playful Void. Our theme music is an extract from Turning the Page by Kirk Osamayo from the Free Music Archive, used under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you for listening to Dungeon Regular.